friends, and welcome back to the Juco Take Episode 5. I'm your host, Alan Michael Burnett, and we have a lot to get to today. We're going to be talking Super Bowl, the return of EA Sports college football video game, college basketball, a little bit of college football, finishing up with golf, Madman of the Week is back, and Listener of the Week towards the end. But before we can start the podcast, we got to know who's in the studio. We got all four of us here. Holden Atchison, former defensive end. How you doing, Holden? I'm great. How are you? I am great. Ping All-American, Carter Goodwin. Honorable mention, Ping All-American, I should sure. say. How you doing, Carter? I'm doing great. It's great to be back in Coleman. Great to be back recording with you guys. Glad to be sitting back around the microphones, getting ready to go. And uh, we got a feisty episode lined up today. I'm getting ready to. I've been ready for this one since this weekend. We got some stuff to talk about. We sure do. And before... Uh, before we can get into those, we're missing one more person. He's the pride of Rogersville, Alabama, the master of terrible impressions, the king of the air fryer, producer Joshua Derricott. Hello, friends. Let's go, Hello. producer right. Jay. How are you doing tonight? I'm ready to roll, boys. I don't know about y'all. God, I've been waiting. Feels like forever. But I'm ready to go. I am ready too. to roll. Josh is ready to roll, and I'm so am I. Roll. So I've got. Okay, you can stop at a certain point. Rocky, nah. Okay, okay. No, no. I apologize you had to listen to that. No, that's, Rocky Top. No, we're not a no Rocky Top in this studio. Uh, let's go right into it. Uh, NCAA football is back, fellas. Yeah, round of applause. Uh, EA Sports comes out and says NCAA football video games will be returning. I think they said the target date is 2023. Boo. After seven, eight years of waiting, I think I can wait two more. Because Madden over the last few years has been very, very disappointing. So it's going to be good that they're taking this much time because they're probably going to build it from scratch. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be quite honest. I would rather them – I would have rather them not told me that they're coming out with it and then say I've got to wait two years. That's a little excessive for me. When you tell me – when I see everything go out on Instagram, go out on ESPN, EA Sports, it's coming back. I need it to be released this summer. I don't need it to be that's like... That's how every other video game is. They release it within that saying. year. That, yeah, that's understand. what I'm saying. It's like coming in every June Call of Duty, every Madden, every NBA, all that. I mean, I mean, I understand now, Michael, like, like what you're saying with I've waited seven years, I can wait another two. But, I mean, seriously, like from a marketing standpoint, I think they would have been better off just to keep waiting, keep waiting, and yeah. then the year that they're going to release it... Build up. Yeah. And because it's gonna almost get forgotten about, I think. But who knows? Uh, I think that this game has a potential to just absolutely have unbelievable numbers. The pressure is oh, on. Oh, it will because they got to make a good. The game. pressure is on because the last thing I want to do is see Madden with college jerseys in it. That is the last thing I want to see. Yeah. So it is good to know in the back of my in the back of our minds that they are building this thing from scratch. Because that's what was good about the differences between the two games. It was like we were playing two different games. Last thing I want to do is be playing Madden in college jerseys. Exactly. So I, I I heard I was listening to one of my men talk to his other the other time. And uh, <laughs> if you know me, you know exactly what show that is. But a lot of things here the Juco take are modeled after it. Yeah, may for I sure, add. for sure. And we don't mind that model. But one thing they were talking about is, so like, you know how like in the 2014 
in the 2014 games and prior games, we would have like Cam Newton would be number two over the quarterback. He wouldn't have his name on there, but he would be number two. And that's yeah. what started all of this. Yes, that's what started all of this. So the court actually like they went back, went all the way through it, and now like all they're do all they're doing is buying the basically the logo. So you're not gonna have. Bo Nix or Mac Jones or whoever or not right now that does not seem to be like the plan in the foreseeable yeah, future. you won't have them so I think what is going to end up happening is we're going to have uh, people you know how they create those rosters on Madden right now yeah. and you load them into your games yeah. that's what we're going to end up doing because that's, well, that's how they're going to get around because they're not necessarily paying the players they're paying the conferences for their logo now Yeah. so that's the difference in well but this is bringing up this is just today I got a notification on my phone from ESPN talking about how there is legislation that is trying to be passed for paying college athletes. And this is this has just brought that discussion back to the forefront. And go back and listen to last week's episode um, where we talk, where we get very in-depth, in very in-depth about whether or not college athletes should be paid. Highly encourage you to go listen to that episode, uh, episode four of the JUCO Take. But that that whole discussion of should college athletes be paid for their likeness has been brought back to the forefront again since the game has since the announcement of the game has come back out. So that's just another little cause and effect of the game coming out that yeah. we're that we're seeing again. Yeah, yeah and, and another big thing, a lot of people are like, oh, why do we have to wait two years? Well, if this as of right now is just an idea, think about the money that they're gonna have to spend for each individual college to be able to put them in the game. There's a lot of yeah. money. There's oh, a lot yeah. of money there that needs to be that's gonna be shelled out. Well and I think that's why they went with the uh paying the conferences because you've got seventy man rosters. You're not gonna or be more. Able, yeah, or, or more. more. You're not gonna be able to uh yeah. pay exactly each one of them. And once you got one on the game, it don't matter if they don't touch the field in reality, you're gonna have to pay them. You're gonna have to pay them because they're, you're so, gonna see their number when you yeah. scroll by on the camera. So when they were talking about that this morning, I wasn't really worried because I know some dude, some geek out there is gonna have my roster loaded. For that's me. exactly right. Yeah. That, and that's what's so good about. See, and they know it's happening, but it's not on their watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the latest NCAA football game was NCAA 14, and. I mean, I continued to play that multiple years after, even though they had stopped making new ones. Oh, God. You had a community of people that go in and they yeah. update the rosters yeah. for you. I still go. And that's, what, and that's what makes it so – and that's why everyone is so pumped for this game because that's it's all about the community. For sure. I still whip out the Xbox 360 and run NCAA 14 all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a good game. It's so much more fun playing with that team that you root for, that your parents went to college for or whatever. So much more fun being able to do that than playing with playing with Madden and the superstars. Mm -hmm. But I think, and like you alluded to earlier, Al Michael, I think this video game has record-breaking potential as far as video game sales. Like, like this game, every single I mean, every single person is going to buy a copy of this game, and that's just that's just the bottom line. Was it was it Madden? Nineteen that had the long long shot thing. Whenever you play, when you get play is like but, Joe Burrow, and you get to well, you get to choose a college. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I just remember. I know it wasn't like real and whatnot, but I just thought the look of it with college, like just with the updated like graphics and all that. 
look pretty I've not, awesome. I've not oh, seeing it for seven years. It so I can yeah. only imagine what they're gonna do because that was just a side oh, aspect yeah. of Madden. Yeah. They're gonna yeah. put all their effort into. I mean, I'm I'm Here, excited. Here's my thing, and y'all y'all in this room, y'all know how I am. Like, I'm a big. I, I like to face mask. I like the way the players look. I cannot Josh wait. Josh is all about the swag. He's about the graphics. I am. You know. I'm a big graphics guy when it comes to that. I cannot wait for me to have like double wristbands. Well, I'm not. It's, I'm a big face mask guy. Face I want mask. to have the same face mask that they have in the game, and that's one thing that killed me. That's the only thing that killed me about EA Sports when they produced the game and they started making those Revo speeds. When they first did that, every single one of my players, my whole roster, had the Revo oh, yeah. speed. Holden knows what I'm talking about because he played football. Yeah. So. I need I need face mask, good face mask, the same ones that they'll have right now. I need those. You're like the uh, you're like those do perfect videos, like the Mister Accessories and like the yeah, do perfect stereotype I, videos. I'm definitely Mister Accessories. I'm <laughs> tell them what I do to my Madden teams. Do we do your Madden? Oh yeah, I've seen this guy personally. First hand. He, he loves everybody to, in this room. He loves to give everybody on the team. He likes to dress them up. He dress them up. He He's got carry on Johnson in 99 you? overall yeah. right now on the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. Josh is a big. Making fun. You're, you're playing a video game. It's for fun. I mean, yeah. yeah. You can do whatever you want to at that point. All right. So there was our 10 minute or five to 10 minute segment of being video game nerds. So, so. there. Uh, hey, so let's move on. Me and Holden uh, this week got two Fortnite wins. So. Y'all won the award. Y'all won the award. Y'all were playing in the trash lobby. I was forced. Bro. I was forced to play that game. I did you not enjoyed it. Pro- you enjoyed it. No. You know you did. I enjoyed it, but I was forced. Listen, and y'all were probably Holmes playing. Y'all were probably playing in the bad lobbies. Y'all got a couple wins. Oh, y'all I'm aren't trash. gonna win again. I'm terrible at Fortnite. So, yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on from video games and let's go into uh, let's go into real sports. Let's go to let's start out with college basketball. SEC Big Twelve Challenge this past weekend. Uh, <laughs> Alabama, their ten game winning streak gets snapped by the Oklahoma Sooners, who's one of the more hot teams in college basketball. That was a tremendous game, 66-61 final. Oklahoma missing two starters and using that and using that as a motivation. A lot of people said that Oklahoma couldn't win this game, dude, because the person that they were missing was their points leader and assist leader. Yeah. Looking hey, at- Alan Michael, real quick, you just you just hate to see that. You you, you hate to see Alabama's loot winning streak get snapped. Yeah, you just I mean, hate to see it. Yeah, because we're totally unbiased on the JUCO take War Eagle. Um, but no. Big uh, uh, big win for Oklahoma. Looking looking at the stat line here, nothing really like uh, pops out to me. I, I mean, Bama, uh, we're thirty five percent from the three point line. That's a that's a good, decent number. Isn't decent it? for them. Not bad at all. Yeah, uh, free throws. I think both teams still were bad though. I mean, Bama actually won the game in free throw percentage, sixty four to fifty seven. That's sixty four wow. to fifty seven percent. Come on, Auburn Do you know how many they shot? Uh, nine for fourteen, Alabama. Dang, so it was actually like a pretty like clean game, honestly. No, if we're only like, shooting 14 free throws a team. Like looking at the overall gist of these stats, this is kind of a weird stat. Like everything, nothing is good by both teams with these stat lines. They didn't have their best game. I don't I didn't really watch it, but I don't think they both these teams put out their A plus effort. I don't think Not so. Effort, I don't think so either. I, I think I think there was a lot of that that Bama team that's just raining in threes at will during that win streak. Yeah. That team is still relevant. That team yeah, is yeah, still yeah. here, very present in college yeah. basketball. They just got a big win over LSU, yeah. a good LSU team. Uh, on the time we're recording this on a Thursday, so it would have been yesterday. Yeah. Alabama with a big win there. So, 
and a few top five, a few top ten upsets. So you might see the tide climbing the rankings yeah. in the near future. Uh, Auburn, I mean, they already hold up, hold up, hold on. You hold may, you misspoke there. Tide are already in the rankings. They're at number whatever now. They're at ten. Yeah, they're at ten. Yeah. Holding as our resident from the heat from the from the uh, audience. I yeah, I want them to send you an email. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't want to get any hate mail. Yeah. Holding as our resident, we get plenty of that already. Absolutely. As our resident Alabama fan of the JUCO take, what what's your opinion on the game? Do you have an my, opinion? My thoughts are, it's the best thing for them right now. You got to lose to win. Everybody needs to lose to learn from it. So, I'm just hoping that they'll come back the right way after the loss. And and they did. Holden's yeah, a big they football guy, so I'm, I'm the football guy, so it's, I'm just – It's funny to see Holden try to, like – No, Josh, how there was a basketball it, school. It, right? am, yeah, I, am, yeah, I, am, I, am I wrong, though? No, no, no. No, you're right. I just like you putting on, like – No, yeah, I'm definitely – like, No, you don't come to Love me it. for basketball. Listen, we're, just, we're more talking to you about Alabama than we are basketball. I'm just – I'm looking at, at it from, like, a, a sports fan, gotcha. I guess, yeah. and saying – I mean, it's basketball. You play way more games than in football, so you just got to put it in the past, I guess. But I almost – I like your take that you kind of said that you have to lose to win. Yes. I think – In every sport, too. I think – well, yeah, yes, in every sport. I think if Alabama is riding this win streak for so long, I mean, at some point it has to end. Yeah. And I think it's better that it ends sooner rather than later. No pun when intended. When we get – <laughs> sooner – I got it there. No pun Boomer intended. sooner or – Boomer, it's, it's Boomer. It's Boomer. Boomer, Boomer, Boomer. Um, but Boomer I think Sooner. I think like what you said there is right. Like I would I would rather see them go ahead and lose now so they can stop worrying about the win the streak, streak yeah. crap, and then they can now they can play the rest of the season with that monkey off of their back, and they don't have to worry about they don't have to worry about getting to the SEC championship or the NCAA tournament, yeah. and then losing in the first round there because they have all the pressure around them and all the hype around them. I'd still say there's a pretty big monkey on their back though, because like as of right now, they've they've seemed to emerge as the team to beat in the Southeastern Conference, ten and zero in they the are, conference yeah. right now. Have you know, and they, the thing is, like, have they ever done that? No, 10-0. I, I think I, I don't think know. This is the second time they've ever gone ten and zero. But the thing is, I keep like, I keep thinking, I I I I'm of that train of thought. Like sooner or later, they've got to lose, and they keep coming up against games that I'm like, oh, this is this has got to be a trap. I mean, you're playing Auburn at Auburn with Sharif Cooper's first game. You find a way to win when Sharif puts up 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're playing LSU, which LSU is a very good basketball team. It's just the program is in a lot of hot water right now. And LSU is a Are great – though? That, that, well, you know what I mean? hold on. You we can get that in a second. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But they keep getting into these games where I'm like, man, surely, the, surely they're going to fall into one of these trap games. Kentucky – you're playing a ticked-off Kentucky team that hasn't done anything by their standards this season. They find a way to win against them. So they keep finding a way to win these games. So, I mean, I don't want to be like Big Cat in the can't-lose parlay. Like, I'm going to have to put Alabama in the can't-lose parlay so that they can lose. 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 Just to, like, jinx them. It, it's a reverse psychology yeah, type thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know what? I'm going to predict, Josh, that they're going to win every game coming up. Ooh. Wow. I think that they're going to – Finish out the SEC season undefeated. And win March Madness. Sounds familiar. Going undefeated in the SEC uh, football, I'm just going to. If you're going to sit there and Well, I mean, y'all are basketball school holding. Come on now. leave now. But, uh, no, all seriousness, uh, Alabama, that is some team. They rebound and, play and defend better than any team I've seen in this year's college basketball season. 
let's go southeast from Tuscaloosa down to the Plains. Auburn drops their SEC Big 12 game against Baylor. Is Baylor any good, guys? Baylor's I mean, good. unbelievable. They're all right. Game. Unbelievable. Good team. Since the sarcasm. I think, I think they should be number one. I do too. I, me and I might oh, God, about this last yes. Night. I, Absolutely. I, I, I think they should be number one. Do not even get me started on Gonzaga and playing Pepperdine yeah. think, every week. I like, think Gonzaga is definitely on pay. If you look in, a lot of those rankings go into the recruiting and into what they've done in the past. History has a lot to do with it. Gonzaga has always been a consistent program. Even though they do play a very, very light schedule, they have been able to make deep tournament runs. They've been in a national championship or two. And I just think Recently, that, too, right? I think I think so. I think it might have been North Carolina that they lost to. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I Gonzaga just – is a great team. And I think I, – I just love to see the two teams play. I, I, I think it would be a very coin flip because both teams are very, very solid. But with Gonzaga, you just don't know because they're playing San Francisco, well, Pepperdine. You don't and know. that's what I'm saying is you look at an SEC or a Big 12 and you have a opportunity to lose every week. When you're playing against San Francisco and your biggest game is against Pepperdine and St. Mary's. Mary's, like your your opportunity to lose goes down by so much. Like Baylor has to play Oklahoma, Kansas, Kansas State week in and week out, and Gonzaga doesn't have that. Like at some point, when through how many games you play in a season of basketball, you're gonna slip up at some point, and. It's just like Gonzaga never has an opportunity to slip up like a Baylor or an Alabama or somebody like that does. Do you all understand what I'm saying by that? The only thing that I would defend Gonzaga in is they load up their non-conference schedule. They're usually in the – they're usually like in the – They played Auburn this year. They're usually in the Maui tournament. Obviously, this year they probably didn't get to schedule a lot of teams that do. They usually schedule really good non-conference because of their conference schedule is so soft, and that helps because – it's resume builders because as long as you run the table in your conference, but you have a win over a Duke or a uh, Ohio State, I mean, Indiana, they beat, didn't they beat Auburn this year? They did beat Auburn. Uh, that is a very, I mean, I'd mediocre say low, win, low yeah. tier yeah. win. Not, yeah. but, but I'm saying probably when they, they look good. Yeah. But but I'm saying probably when they scheduled that game was when Auburn had just made their final four run. Was probably when they had scheduled that game. So I see where they're thinking. Is. Well, looking at the because uh, I'm I'm gonna be the stat guy. Be the, the stat guy for us, Josh. Looking at the stats Josh. for the uh, Auburn Baylor game, we've got. I bet we didn't make any three. Let, yeah, let's. Uh, anybody, let's. Hot right, take Holden, there, Holden. Holden. You know nothing about this game, but give me a guess on what Auburn shot from the three point line. Twenty-five percent. Carter, give me your guess. Oh, I'm going sub twenty percent. Going a mere nineteen percent. Um, I, I probably shouldn't ask you because you probably know. Actually, I actually did not look at the stat line. I'm not a big fan of looking at the okay, stat yeah, lines yeah, after yeah. loss because yeah. they usually make me sick to yeah. my stomach. So uh, the I'm non-basketball gonna, guy here was the closest. I'll I'll say. Uh, wait, what was it? Uh, no. Wait, Act wait. like that statement didn't happen. Give me your number that you were going to give me. I was going to say twenty-two. Okay, he was still the closest. He guessed twenty-five. It was twenty-four percent from three. Line. Oh, so I was close. Yeah, but. You but I'm, I'm, I mean, that's just—it's the saddest thing that that he said 25 and he's <laughs> yep, the closest. He—he yep. he, had 25 in his head for some reason. Okay, I don't know. all right, but yeah, that is—that is just horrendous. I, this is just a very, very. Oh, young that's team. the ranking that Alabama's football class is right now. I forgot their recruiting class, 24. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get wait, 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 wait! I'll be, okay, I'll, hold on. Hold him perked up joking. like you would never believe yeah, after that, that statement. That is a. Uh, we're just making sure. 
we're you'll sure you'll we see the occasional holding. we'll see the occasional comments due yeah. to uh, we're just trying to keep y'all y'all's attention. We're, trying we're trying to keep, keep holding on his toes. Yeah. we don't want him to fall asleep during the basketball set. Yeah, yeah. Not so at all. forty-one percent field goal. Uh, wow. Auburn sixty-six. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is bad when you look at an Auburn stat line. Our free throws, see, our free throws weren't great either. Well, sixty-six percent to me from an Auburn standpoint, that's pretty good. That's average, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, well, no, no, it's not a good it's thing. Very ever since, ever since Sharif has come back, the the free throw percentage has gotten better overall. Yeah, yeah but it's still not where it needs to be. Well, because he's you, shooting ten free throws a game. Did you see? I know you did. Yeah. What's up? Flanagan in the first half of the game they played against Georgia. Flanagan's a turnover machine. Yeah, they uh, they in he, the bad way. He was on the free throw line, and did you see him miss that one free throw? It spun. It went in the rim, and I I just think it's, I just think it's the Auburn like we cursed. Cursed, yes. It went in the like spun around five or six times, and then it, out. Did you see that? Pretty I know much, you did. Pretty much sums us you know up. what I'm you know what I'm talking about though. Story I, I got, of our I got life. what you're saying. It was uh, it just kind of was a summary of of the game. Uh, we did end up. Auburn did end up dropping their conference game to Georgia a few nights ago. Not a good loss, considering you beat them by 30 at their place a few <sighs> weeks ago. And it's just – this is just such a – this is the youngest team in the country, Auburn. Yes, which is weird. I think they have one junior uh, on scholarship. We're looking at Jamal Johnson? Jamal Johnson. Go Jags. Go Jags. Go Jags. I mean, this is just a very young team at Auburn. Bruce Pearl's going to always have them ready to play. It just comes down to the execution. And I think with a year – Playing in the SEC is going to be very beneficial to them going into next year's team, especially with the recruits they have coming Auburn, in next year. Do you know this? I'm sure you do, but Auburn leads the country in blocks and blocks per game. Oh, look! Every win or lose, it's a block party for Auburn. It's so weird to think because two years ago it was a three point shooting team. Well, this is also this is also on one of the longest Auburn teams. I think we have. Yeah, true. It, I think before Sharif came back onto the roster, I don't think Auburn had anybody. Obviously, scholarship play, that players that play. I don't think we had anybody under six five that that got consistent playing time. That is, that's that's pretty rare. I it would say. Rare. Yeah, yeah and and that's the thing is I always remember those when when we first got into Auburn's rise as a program and we were it was Jared Harper, Bryce Brown. I always remember we talked about man, we just don't have size. If only we had size, and. Bruce Pearl clearly heard that, noticed that, went out and got a bunch of size. And now, I mean, we do we have to be pushing one of the biggest teams in the country? Honestly, I think it's. I think it could definitely uh, has a. Great We've got to be up there. It has an argument for sure. We've got to be up there. I mean, definitely a very long team, and it's just been very difficult for teams to score at the rim because when you have guys like Akingbola, JT Thor. These guys with who are long or long, Cardwell. long arms, Cardwell, just unbelievable size and frames, and they're just able to able to keep that ball out of the rim at a, at a crazy rate. I think they've gotten fourteen blocks. I think two or three di- separate games, which is absurd. So this team is definitely a young team. I think they're ten and eight now, so kind of underachieving. But at the same time, they're young, and with a year under. Their belt, I think that they're going to have a lot of experience going into next year. Uh, other SEC basketball, Ole Miss upsets Tennessee. I know Josh is the distant Ole Miss toddy, fan. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Josh Rebels. Almighty. Go Rebels. I don't, I don't know the hotty toddy thing. Don't no. know the hotty toddy thing. Well, yeah. Not even well, a true you can Ole Miss fan. Next podcast. Yeah, maybe that'll be my thing. There's a few no, explicitives no, in there. I don't, I don't know if we need to learn that. Is there? Yeah. What? Okay, timeout. 
off topic, but like, well, on topic. What like school song like that doesn't have explicit stuff? Like LSU, come on. What do you? <laughs> that's not LSU's fight song though. That's I don't for think. That that's you're for. Uh, the, you're saying the fight song has stuff in it? No. The Hottie Toddy chant has explicit in it. Well, that's LSU's, what I'm saying. LSU's chant. LSU's. I'm not going to promote it or anything, yeah. but I'm just saying that LSU has like their own students section. Yeah, chant, that's kind of like how Alabama has taken Dixieland Delight and made it a spin on theirs. Right. LSU has taken LSU neck, is, it's, it's quote very, unquote neck, very and made it theirs. Yeah. It's very, very explicit, explicit. And, it, uh, and I think it's banned from being played at the stadium, is that correct? It's supposed to be, but I mean, you know how I, that I goes. If you get if you get 20,000 students that make up their mind for something, it's not going to, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Uh, before we segue real quick, Got to shout out my North Alabama Lions. Uh, we are still in first place, tied for first. We are still in first place in the A-Sun Conference. Shout out to the A-Sun Conference. We have big, big games against Florida Gulf Coast University. Uh, Dunk City. At, <laughs> at Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> tomorrow night, the 5th of February. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. And the 6th of February. Uh, big games, you know, A-Sun's getting close. We're getting crunch time. North Alabama has been good so far. We support the we, A-Sun on the JUCO team. We, we do support the A-Sun big time on the – and especially North Alabama, you know, being in our area, me being a signee of North Alabama. I'm right across the river from my house. So, hey. Right across from Sheffield, right Alabama. Right Sheffield – shout out Sheffield, Alabama. Always a shout out to Sheffield, Always Alabama. Always a shout out. Let's move on. Let's go away from college basketball. Let's go to the PGA Tour. Farmers oh. Insurance Open. Uh, trigger warning. Um, if for, you are a Patrick Reed people. fan, go ahead and turn off the podcast. Yeah, turn off the podcast if you're a fan of Patrick Reed, so I don't think anyone's going to turn it off. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Reed wins by five over a host of runner-ups. And Hughes Ash, Tony Hughes Fino, next Victor to Hovland. Victor Hovland is my guy. Victor Hovland, man, I like the him. Norwegian. Is my, is my yeah. guy. He was a part of that little big three or four that – all like turn pro at the same time, yeah. and they've just kind of been taken over, yeah. taken over. The, it has the potential to take over the game because those are some talented five wins between the three of them. And of course, One we're of talking about, of course, we're talking about Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, and Matthew Wolf. Yeah, and one major championship, five, six wins out of those out of those three. That's a pretty decent number. Aren't you? For aren't you? Uh, don't you like Robbie Shelton? Love Robbie Shelton. He's he, a Shoal Creek yeah, guy. Shoal Creek I'm a Shoal Creek Alabama. guy. I work at Shoal Creek. He made $125,000 this week. That's a nice 16. paycheck. Yeah. Robbie Shelton, a uh, great player at Alabama. Um, hey, our boy Max. Way, made his way up through the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, Max Homa, huge fan of the Get a Grip podcast. Yeah. I know Max is out there listening to he us. Is. You know, Max, yeah, no doubt. What's up, Max? Out. What's like, going on, Max? Yeah, if, if you he have made 80 friends, grand this week, by the way. If you have friends out there – that don't listen to this podcast, what are you doing? Yeah. Get the word out. They shouldn't be your friends. Exactly. All so, the cool kids are doing it. Listen to the yeah. Juco tape. Yeah. Hey, do we want to see who was last? No. I who don't, was, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather not What's call an individual. Camilio Vijegas. Oh. We're not going to talk about that about Camilio. Oh, Spider-Man. He withdrew after an 80. Listen, Makes we're not going to talk bad about him. He's been through a lot this Has year. Has been through like, a lot. Has he? For real? Be, I don't, I'm, I'm, I I don't think know. it would be. I think You're going to feel be. bad, but his daughter died early. Really? His daughter what, passed what? away. COVID or what? No, it's some kind of some kind of cancerous disease. They did a they did a big cam- campaign for wearing colored ribbons 
in honor of her. Yeah, we might, that story may even get a deep dive in a future okay. episode. Yeah, Camilo I Vigetis, think we'll do a deep dive in He's yeah. definitely one of the flashier players to ever play on the PGA Tour. When he was younger, he was extremely flashy. has since toned down a little bit, but he has, I mean, he's got a great story because he's been going through, I mean, he's gone through a lot, and he's been resilient through it all. Absolutely. Uh, very similar to Chris Kirk-esque, but can we get to Patrick Reed, please? Let's get, let's get to Patrick Reed. Carter, do you want to explain to the viewer? Actually, I'll, I'll set it up, and then you can, and then you can just, just go off. Please, uh, I'll set it I've up. I've been for waiting you. for a week to get on this. All right, so Patrick Reed wins the Farmers Insurance Open by five shots. I mean, okay, yeah. and yeah, Carter's going to put a tremendous, and a lot of the golf world is going to put an asterisk by it because in the second, or th- I think it was the second round. I think it was second round. Second round, Patrick Reed hit his hit his ball. No, in t- I, no, it was third because we were on the bus, we were on the van all the way it down was, to Melbourne. Okay, all right, all right. So third round, Patrick Reed hits this ball into the thick rough, and all of a sudden, and, and you see that on on TV, and then when it cuts back to him, he's hitting the ball by the cart path. A lot, which was a good ten feet away from where his ball originally was, and what people had found out later was that he had taken relief from an embedded ball, and it really confused a lot of people. Which now Patrick so Reed, now Patrick Reed does have a history of of bending, bending the, rules. the rules of golf <laughs> in tournaments, and gets and still before this incident still gets heat for it. And uh, can I say one thing? Real you quick? may, you may. Go for it. I'm looking at the tournament notes here. Reed is uh, four for six when holding a share of the lead, or at least the lead. So, so the guy well, knows how to close. Yeah, I mean, that, I'll his give, I'll give him six that. Six of eight for a his 50 closing per four lead. His fifty-four. His closing lead. percentage is it's up there. I I, I watched ESPN um, the morning after he won. I watched ESPN Sports Center and saw like his closing rate. Although, granted, the sample size is so much smaller, it's the same percentage of, as Tiger. I mean, Tiger's yeah. is higher, but it's it it's up there. Yeah, but Patrick me, Patrick Reed, he's definitely the definition to me of a guy that he he just finds a way to grind it out. Yeah, he's a and great player, great phenomenal great player, great player with a sick short game. Probably great the best short, short game. game on tour. I'm, Absolutely. I mean, can, is that fair to say? Is that fair to say? Best who has short, a better best short game on tour? Who has a better short game? Than Patrick I, I Reed? think ever since uh, oh, well, Jordan best short game on tour. When, when, maybe when Jordan well, Spieth, okay. who has a better short game on tour? I don't know. I, maybe it's just me not liking Patrick Reed. And I want to say it. See, see, I'm, I do not like Patrick Reed, but I have to admire him. You're short saying game. on tour right now? On tour currently. I, I, I think Patrick Reed's definitely up there. Ever since Spieth like went on the decline. Since Jordan Spieth went on the, on the decline, I think that Patrick Reed has the best short game. Boys, I got some breaking news. John Rom, in my opinion, is better than Patrick Reed. Short Not game. Okay. Breaking news: Spieth with a 67 today in round one of the Waste Management. Yes. Are we back? No. <laughs> Are no. we back? He'll shoot no. 79 tomorrow. No question. You know what, Josh? Mute your mic. <laughs> yeah. You do not deserve to talk anymore. No. On no. Time out. I. D- I Josh, you're I like, a Spieth fan. Aren't I, I, you? Well, or a supporter. Growing up, Spieth was my, like, favorite player. And okay. then he just turned to, like, I mean, I, I feel for the guy. I mean, he struggled for a long time. I honestly, like, I think he should have dropped, uh, what's his name? McCormick. A good, McCormick a good while ago. because uh, Yeah, I know he did. But, like, something's got to give. I, I do like him. He's not my favorite that's anymore. Not, but that's not a knock on Cameron McCormick. No, he's no. A great, he's a great instructor. No, but sometimes no, there's just time for a change. Coaches all the time. 
people, it's time for people a change. do change coaches all the time, and after two or three years of just mediocre performances, yeah. well, it's just very, very I would difficult. say bad, not mediocre. We're, I mean, we're sh- like God, we he's got to be on the cusp of losing his card. That's what we were talking today at practice. Yeah. Even though I do think he made, I think he made top top one twenty five. I say, I say mediocre is because he'll still make cuts, Sometimes. but he's like, but he's like the last guy. Well, he still finished one top one twenty five last year in the FedEx yeah. Cup, so he still retained his. I mean, let's not lose <laughs> the fact of how. I mean, yeah. we're sitting here. How hard it is to be the top one twenty five in the FedEx Cup and retain. We're being hard. very media like. Yeah, like <laughs> it's if if Spieth wouldn't have had the start to his career he did, we would not be talking about this. Yeah. But okay, we've gotten away from Patrick Reed, and it's time to just detonate <laughs> this man. Let's roll. So the v, so Patrick Reed is in a fairway bunker. Hits the shot, comes out. Camera pans to where his ball lands. The ball bounces at least once, maybe twice, okay? The ball bounces, and, and it bounces forward. The ball bounces. Josh, how can it be embedded if the ball bounces? It's called a bad lie. It's yeah. called a bad, bad lie. lie. Bad it is lie. called a bad lie. If you hit it in the, in the, in the you rough, hit it in you the, should be punished. If you hit it in the four-inch rough, there's going to be times where you can't see the logo on your ball. That does not mean it's embedded. And the problem I have with this I do not have a problem with him questioning whether or not the ball was embedded. I have a problem with two, three things. One, he didn't wait for a rules official or the members of his group to come over and verify. He did not. Yeah. He took the word of the volunteer who said that the ball did not bounce. Okay? He said that in his post-round press conference. He said, I didn't see the ball bounce. I asked the volunteer. She said she didn't see the ball bounce. Okay. Understandable. So, let's then... Before we touch our ball, let's go to our group and ask them. Yeah. No, you stick a tee down in the ground, and you just start pointing things in the ground and bring a rules official over. Uh, hey, do you feel that right there? Yeah, my ball was embedded. And then we're dropping 15 feet away from where our ball was? I mean, what kind of, like, what, went, what went through? Can somebody please, if – if there is something that I'm clearly missing here in the rules of golf, I thought embedded ball is nearest point of it's it's nearest point because there obviously wasn't any casual water there, so it's nearest point where your ball was embedded. How does it end up on the cart path? Uh, very 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 shady this, situation. It doesn't shady, make sense, and it would be different if this shady stuff didn't like happen. Often to Patrick Reed, you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. But I think I think the thank the you, Holden, for joining the podcast. I think the PGA Tour needs a guy like this, though. Like they need no, they do. It makes they it need good. It, but the problem is the PGA Tour instead of embracing it, they sweep everything he does under the rug. Yeah, they, you think they do it on purpose because they the need people, the content? But the golf world does not. Yeah. Oh, respect, the golf world does you not. You gotta respect him though because he knows that like 98 percent of the fans hate him. But it's like he's I don't still, think he has fans. Seriously, I'm. Yeah, yeah, I don't he's know. Got a, there's he's a, got a wife there's and even kid. even drama with his parents, okay. too, right? Like, there's, like, a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, parents, like, I'm pretty sure. Him. Yeah, well, I don't... I don't or, no, he disowned them. Yeah, I think... It was more like... I know, like, there was a bit on that when he won the Masters that, like, he still didn't talk to his well, dad. Well, no, so... Or something. There's, there's, I don't so, know. It was the 20... It was the 2016 U.S. Open. Patrick Reed's family came. Justine, his wife, had his family thrown out. Like, like it's, it's not a good situation between him and his family. And, like, I feel... For that, because yeah. because that 
breaks my heart, honestly. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine if I won the Masters and my parents weren't there. Yeah. Like, it was your choice. When, when like, it was like, yeah. You wanted them. You didn't want them. Like, like honestly, I just don't, uh, let me give you this scenario. I don't want to win the Masters if I know that I can't, like, you know what I mean? Don't, yes. Don't give me the Masters if that's what I'm going to have to do. Like, I, like. If I have that because ill will towards my parents. I well, guess and it's say. like, my parents drove me to the golf course yep. when I was younger. Provided golf clubs for me. Provided yep. lessons for me. Yep. That green jacket is just as much your parents yes. as it is yours. Yes. Why? Like, and, and if, if I wouldn't be able to share that moment with my family, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost not worth it. Because no. that's what you, that's what you picture. That's you picture sharing. I mean, it's it's the most famous picture in golf now. Yep. Is Tiger Woods hugging his son, yep. and hugging his mom behind yeah. the 18th green. Yeah, obviously we don't know like every single detail or every single and right, and every hey, single part of the story. So maybe it's worth a deep dive. So so we're not so we're not here to just completely bash. Yeah, no, 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 no. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm I'm more fascinated by the situation. It's the stuff it's just, on the. It's just, it's just the stuff that's on the surface that it's, makes everything it's sad look for shady. Sure. But, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, – And before we move on to Patrick Reed, his burner count got exposed on Twitter. Yeah, did you all see that? that burner accounts not are not look. cool. If you don't know what a burner account is, explain. So a burner account is, is an account that it's – obviously it's not your name, but you use it to His wife was probably running it. You use it to clap back at people or yeah. defend yourself on Twitter in a way. Yeah. And – we need to give some credit to the four play podcast, the Barstool Four Play podcast, because they have sniffed this Twitter account out about two years ago. Interesting. And they have been on this used golf facts Twitter account and saying that Justine Reed has been running this for years. Time out. And though. you know what? It, they they need to be doing a victory. Lap. Can we? I almost want to like say I, I wish I I had Justine's number and said, Hey, please pick pick a different name. Used golf facts. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> golf I, fan 101 would be better than used it's golf. It's such a bizarre yeah. situation right. with the, the burner account because for, for those that aren't in the golf world, Patrick Reed from his main Twitter account posted the same exact thing that got posted from used golf facts. And once it was realized, it got taken down quickly, yeah. but somebody screenshotted but he, but he, it real no, quick. He, he subtweeted it and he was like, well, look, somebody's defending me. Yeah, uh, like, give me and a break. it's... It got exposed. You yeah. got exposed. Yeah. I can't imagine the PR that Patrick Reed and his and his team are having to go through right yeah. now because it's got to be a nightmare. His management company needs to be getting paid overtime. Yeah. But I, that's all I have to say on Patrick Reed. Let's let's like, move let's move on to another part of the Farmers Insurance Open. It's played at Torrey Pines and it is in La Jolla, California, La Jolla, not La Jolla, La Jolla, La Jolla. Get cultured. Get cultured. La Jolla, California. Now, this one, it's hosted a U.S. Open before, and it's hosting this year's U.S. Open in 2021. But something that is uh, that we wanted to talk about, or Carter wanted to discuss. Inside joke. Do you – they contest the first two rounds. It has two courses. And the way that it works in the first two rounds is they play both the north and the south course. How we feel about that? Terrible idea. Okay, Terrible idea. So I don't want to keep because I, I've talked a lot on this podcast. This was me and Josh's complaint. Yeah. About this, Josh, go off, and then I will second what you said. So uh, my head is going everywhere, y'all. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. 
Um, We've had an afternoon. We have had an afternoon. But two courses. Okay, here's my first thing. Here's my first thing. We got a beautiful day, and we're on. Oh, let's say, okay, let, we got course one. Course one is, is easy, okay? The north course. In, yeah. In like yeah. I'm going to call like them one and two because I'm not going to remember, okay? In like we got easier we got, by. Yeah. They, it was a four-stroke difference. Yeah. Four yeah. strokes is absurd. Yeah, that's a lot. So we've got. So let's say on the easy course we've got. So hold up, forget the course for a second. We've got a beautiful day out, no wind, no nothing, and the guy goes and plays the easy course, and the guy goes and plays the hard course. Okay, and then the next day, we've got we've got terrible weather, thirty mile an hour winds, like biblical weather, biblical like had weather. Had to stop play for. Okay. Had to stop play for about thirty minutes. Who gets the, the advantage? The guy that played what? I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's just so, and and I, I really don't like this whole luck of the draw type stuff that comes out of this because people are like, well, you just get unlucky sometimes. I, ah. I don't. It's a PGA Tour tournament. Play the same course. Everybody plays the same conditions. They are playing the same course for U.S. Open, they, right? They play. They play the south, the harder course of the two. They US play. The, they're going to play the harder course for the U.S. Open. But to be fair, you only play the south course. You're playing the South Course three of the four days during this particular yeah, tournament, but, but when conditions are different yeah, yeah, yeah. and tougher, and you're playing the harder you know course I mean? compared to the easier. Well, no, course. I'm saying if you're trying different. to make the cut and you have to go yeah. play the harder course, same day, that's not fair. It's right? a lot easier to shoot 64 than it is to stay in it and shoot. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just, it's I don't like, I don't like having a tournament rely on quote luck of the draw yeah. because. That's something to me that I don't – I think your golf skills should be what wins you the tournament because Rory McIlroy shot 68 on the harder course in day one, and the leader was at 64 who played the easier course. Who's to say – I'm like, like your skills need to be what – like that. that's what wins the golf tournament. Yeah. Rory played just as good statistically because there it was a four-stroke difference between the courses. Rory played just as good statistically as the leader from the easy course yeah. did. I don't think that that's fair. Yeah. And it's, I, I just don't know. I, I don't like the playing two courses. I don't like having the luck of the draw be part of the outcome of the tournament. Yeah. That's not so. what golf is about. Yeah, Even though traditionalists will argue against me yeah. and say that that's what it is, but I do not like luck of the draw being a factor in winning a golf tournament. It should be solely on how you play. All right, there you go. Patrick Reed wins by five. Just concluding the Patrick uh, Reed had a heck of a week. Patrick Reed he had he a shot heck, six four first round. He had a heck of a week and a and a cheating accusation just in just the background and uh, in summary. Carter and Josh are not for playing two courses. Let's move on to NFL news. Before Hang we, on, but before, yeah. but before we do, thank you, Adam Michael. Josh, you had a little situation uh, happen. Oh, at, we uh, all had a situation. We're gonna today. we're gonna take a little break the from the sport. We're gonna yeah. take a little break from the hey, sports. This talk. is like story hey, time. Adventures of Juco Tate. Yes. The Adventures yes, of Juco yeah. Tate. Josh. The adventures of the Juco Tate. Take us there. So, uh, I hope it sounds good. I mean, we don't. We won't know until we listen back at it. We went. <laughs> Let's hope it does. Let's, let's, if it does, please. It, then, yeah. If it doesn't, please don't send us any hate mail because we are really trying. We've been, we've been grinding. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I'll start a story. So, we obviously like the podcast. We're new and whatnot. We we're we're young at this, and we started out with one mic, and everybody sat around the mic. Well, 
we ordered uh, some stuff. We got us a little soundboard and some mics, so it should sound better. Cause Very convenient. Is. So everybody has their own mic, so it should sound better. So I ordered oh, that God, stuff. I ordered all that stuff Saturday. And Al, Michael, and Carter were over. I, I, Al, Michael was my roommate, but we were all sitting in my room, and it was supposed to come in to yesterday, Wednesday. And Al, Michael, and Carter, what was I acting like? <laughs> You were acting like a six-year-old that was waiting on his friend on his friends to get to your house for your sixth birthday. Yes, you had yes. like like I had the a windows. car drove by and Josh's face was glued to the window. Yes, I was like, "Please be the UPS truck." I, I mean, mean, come I on. Think, I think I saw a like Beetle car yeah. drive by and Josh thought it was the UPS yeah, guy because Amazon told me they were supposed to come in. So that's one thing. Okay, then we just we're, the dedication of our producer yeah, yeah. on on full display. Very passionate. We'll get to that. We're only at the icing right now of the cake. So, then we're at the golf course, and I, me and Carter and Holden are together, and I get the notification that the package is delivered. And I'm About like, time. Let's go. So, get here. Alan Michael, the great roommate he is, he got home before I did. He put the uh, stuff on my bed. It's sitting there waiting for me. So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so, I open it up, get all that out, and I start playing around because, like, I like messing around with sound stuff. It's just fun. I've I done it for church for a little bit, so I know a little bit about it. I think I do. We'll get there in a minute. And I got I got the soundboard hooked up. Got my headphones in. Got a few mics hooked up, and I'm listening to it. Sounding good. And I'm like, all right, Carter, here comes the big time thing. We got to hook it up to the computer so that it will go through the feed. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. And I had thought, you know, Google, you know how that goes when you Google something. I Googled it. Got what they told me I needed, and it's not working. So we live in Coleman, Alabama. We need to fix this. We need to start a campaign to bring, which we'll get to that. It ended up being a very good experience. Um, but Coleman only has one sound shop in, I don't know why. why. Yeah, how? Radio Shack. I'll go ahead and say it. Radio Shack. In Let's Coleman. give a shout out to the radio. Yeah. Round of applause. Round of radio applause. Shack. Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Did you ever get the name of the worker in there? No, I didn't. I should have. I'll, you know what? I might go back in there. And you want to go now? You think they're going? No. We, we might, we might they have it. They don't want to see me. We might have him on we the pod. We left them open yeah. a little. <laughs> listener yeah. of the week. So, yeah, that's our listener of the week. Yeah. So I, so me and Carter, Allen, Michael, and Holden all hop in the car, and we are going to Radio Shack because I, I mean, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to tell them what my problem is, and I'm going to say, look, I don't know anything about it. Just tell me what to do. Tell me what to buy. And I'm let's just get this over with because I'm kind of down in the dumps right now because it wasn't working at the time. So we go in there and the guy's like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 like speaking foreign to me. And he's like, all right, you're going to need this, that, and that. And I'm like, okay, show me this, that, and that and how I plug it up. And he does that. And right when I'm buying it, I'm like, hey, can you show me that one more time? And he kind of, he goes, you know that side. Yeah. So I was like. Don't you, don't you give me that sigh. I am your customer. You treat me with some respect. We're unlocking Karen mode at this yeah, point. Yeah, so we get that. I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> we thought. So we get here. By the way, we're on empty stomachs here too. Yeah, but the last words that Josh said before I got in the car were, hey, we're going to eat. Yeah, so. So I didn't know any of this was going to happen. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I got a little more than what I bargained for. So we get, we we get what he gave us. We come back to the apartment and we're hooking it up, and nothing, not a, not a thing. We're in the same problem we were before we even went to Radio Shack. So, 
I told Carter, because Holden and Al Michael stayed in the car because they were ready to go eat, and we thought it would only take five seconds. Starving. I was ready to eat when I got here. Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to eat at 5 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. It's 6 o'clock right now. Well, at, when the, I walked at the in, time. When I walked in, I knew y'all were into this stuff because y'all didn't even look up. No. I, I, I was d- like, what's up, guys? And y'all were like, I didn't, I didn't even know you were there. I was so in I another room, and, and I walked in to ask them if we were going to eat, and I said, hey, Holden, what's up? And they just – it took me saying that for them to realize that he was in the room. Yeah, so that's not – it's not working. Whatever the guy gave us was not working. So I said, Carter, look, I know they close at 530, but I got to go back there. I've, I've had too much – like 519. Yes, I've had too much invested in this. I can't, like, let this down. So – Carter's like, yeah, I'm not going in there. You can go in there by yourself. So, let, by golly. I let Karen go yeah. in there. And not I Karen. In the car. More like dad. Karen is rude. I was not rude at What's this What's the point. male name for Karen? Like, is there like, like a Karen Josh, uh, Josh Derricott. <laughs> yeah. We'll just call him Josh. <laughs> so, I, I go in there, and I'm, I'm not I, – I left this out. I take the soundboard and the computer. I take everything we need to record into that radio shack. I'm hobbling up in there like – and there, and it, it's five twenty-five when I get in there, and I look at. They close faces. at five thirty. And the first thing I said, I said, I hate to be this guy, but you are that guy. <laughs> but I'm gonna be that guy. And the guy's like, Oh, let me see what. Let me. I said it's not working. He said so. We hooked it up, and they're running through. They're running through like they don't. They done took like three or four things off the shelf trying it, not working. And I've been in here for like fifteen minutes to this point. And <laughs> in the car in the yeah. And the guy that sided me at first, I felt bad because, like, I'm sure I come in, I come in there the first time and, like, yeah, probably sound sounded like I shouldn't have. And um, uh, we're just sitting there, and he's working on it. And I'm like, dude, thank you. I hate, I, I really do hate that I'm having to keep y'all. Y'all probably got dinner waiting or whatnot. And me and that guy are just talking, and at this point, like, me and him, are, we're vibing, like. We're having fun, and then You're vibing. He, yes, vibing. The vibes are tremendous. He goes over there to the far side of the thing. He's like, "All right, we've tried everything. This is gonna be the last thing we can try. This is the only thing I know." So he gets this little USB thing, plugs it into the computer, and I'm playing my music to see if I'm playing my music through the soundboard to see if it's gonna work. By golly, I see those little radio waves come up onto the recording. I think it's a miracle. Absolute miracle. Like it, right now, this could probably not even be produced because it. Might have broke already, but or you would just give it up on the podcast. But yes, so thank you to Radio Shack, we got it working. And let without me tell you Radio what, Shack, there will be no episode five. No, so thank you, so thank you, thank you to Moe's. Shout out Moe's Barbecue. Yeah, they forgot about our meal, but that was a tough. So I came in and saved the day, and listen. You know, God, and you listen, were the Josh. Only, you were the Josh. I know. I was listen, there's only so much room for. Karen and Josh in, yeah. one, in, in one night. Let's yeah. just let, let's be positive. Let's have a good rest of the show. They yeah. were alive and well. But really, Radio Shack did do a good job. Thank you to them. Shout I got to go get Radio. that guy's name. I got to give him a handshake. He's Shout out Radio up. Shack. Yeah. That, was a, that was a compelling story. Yeah. I would say so. I'm not a good we storyteller, just, so like, if that was bad, some, go ahead. I mean, I don't care. The DMs are open. Yeah. The DMs are open. I will be answering them. But you know what? I, Al Michael... Can we go ahead and plug our social medias? Yeah, I think we got a guest. We do have a we guest. Have a we have a guest. All the way from South Africa. South Africa. Let's, let's see who it is. 
actually, actually, I think it's uh, uh, what's his name? Gary Player. Welcome to the really? podcast. World Golf Hall of Famer Gary Player. Gary, Mr. Player, excuse me, Mr. Player. Can you introduce our socials for us, please? Thank you, Kata and Josh. It is tremendous to be here on the Tag Podcast. It is the best podcast out there. We want you to like and subscribe at the Juco Take. Is that right, Carter? That is correct, Mr. Player. At the Juco Take. Go like, share, subscribe. Whatever's good, go do it. Stay active. Stay in shape. And have a wonderful day at the Juco Tech Podcast. Wow, Mr. Mr. Gary Player. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Hey, time out. I know y'all don't hear this because y'all don't have uh, headphones yet. We're we're a work in progress here. But you'll hear it when you listen to the podcast. I put in a round of applause and the audience laughed during my... Thank you. How about that? How about that? Yeah. All right, boys. Let's get to some NFL. Thank you, Gary, though. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so Mr. much, Player, Gary for Player, on. for taking time out of your busy exercise and golf schedule. No, that's that was – he's the master <laughs> he's of the terrible master impressions for a reason. For that's a reason. Josh right there. The before, before, we, before we get to the Super Bowl preview, a little bit of NFL news real quick. The worst we'll, trade of all time. Matt Matthew Stafford. Going to the Rams. Good Jared trade. Goff going I totally disagree to with Carter. The Lions. Who wins the trade, fellas? We're going to start with our. We're going to start with our I NFL think, guy, Holden yeah, Atchison. We'll Go ahead, Holden. I we haven't both, heard from you in a while. I think both teams won the trade because the Lions are both rebuilding. teams. Yeah, everything. They're they're. I think they're ready to get move on. I guess in a way. Clearly. From everything. I mean, and then, and they've got a new head coach. They've got a new. They're going to bite the kneecaps and, off. And they've got a new. <laughs> Bad man of the year. They just got rid of their, you know, best receiver in Kenny, Kenny Galladay, or he's a, if they don't sign him, which I doubt that they. Galladay's will. a stud. He is very good. So I just think they were ready to move on. I don't know if, I don't know how it's going to work out in the end for him. But as far as the Rams goes, I think Stafford is a Hall of Fame talent. He's thank you, thank you, a, thank you. So wow. time out. Let's pause this conversation right here. No, I didn't say he's he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's got the talent. He has the potential to be in the Hall of Fame with the, right, the, right, situ- with the yes. right situation. Yes. So Jared right. Goff, in Let's my opinion, Jared Goff, in my opinion, like to the Lions, I think it's a both best of both worlds. I think he was just done at the Rams, same way Matt Stafford was at the Lions. I don't Disagree. think so, Goff is great though. No, he's I don't a, think at all. Goff took him to a Super Bowl though. Golf yeah, is a, but that was a, a wasn't that a defensive team. That, that Super Bowl was like t- ten to three or oh, t- it was a sleeper. fourteen to three. Or oh, it was horrendous. Todd, Todd horrendous. Todd Gurley took him to that Super Bowl, and it then he didn't even play. Yeah, Greg the leg. Shout out. Listen, go dogs. Listen, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. At this moment, at this moment, did, did y'all hear me say at this moment? At this moment, I got you. Is a better confirmed. quarterback than Matthew Stafford. <laughs> so why would the Rams give him up? Especially, the Rams have have a good thing going out there in Los Angeles. Sean McVay is probably the brightest young coach in football right now. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. Maybe Matt will fail. Yeah. Get that? Yeah, yeah I got I'd say, uh, so, and, and Kings, so Kingsbury over in, over in Arizona showed some signs. He did. Yeah, I think he's a bust, though. But, but here's the thing. The amount of injuries, the amount of injuries that the Rams had this year and they still made it to the divisional round of the playoffs is absurd. They have yeah. the talent. They do. They have a fantastic football team. They were missing their number one receiver in the divisional round. Aaron Donald was on a 50% snap count. Like, 
they have such a good team and such a thing going in Los Angeles, and they've been to a Super Bowl with it. Why are we messing it up? And then, on top of the fact you're giving away your quarterback, you're giving away draft picks too? What in the name are we doing? I don't think – but Stafford – People forget he is a very good quarterback. He is. Like, did Tremendous. you see what he did to the Titans? Was it him? He was hurt. Yes. Y'all, how old is Matthew Stafford? I, he's old. He's up there. Yeah, he's, not he's old. in his. Let's see. He's not old, but he's not. He's young. definitely but he's not on young. the downside, the downslope of his Matthew career. Matthew Stafford is. Oh wow, <laughs> we're all wrong. He's not old. That's what I told he's you. Not I told you. He's thirty-two. I told you. Yeah. That. Okay. I'm not going to lie, I consider that to be on the downside. He's not old, but he's not young. Yeah, but when you have – I mean, obviously we know – well, he can't really compare, but Tom Brady's 43. There was another old well, one. Tom Brady is Tom Brady's Phil a Rivers freak. Phil Rivers played to 41. Philip Rivers, Rivers should not have Drew played Drew Brees that just retired. He's Drew old. Brees is a freak. So Hasn't retired yet. Yeah. At those, numbers, at those numbers, Matt Stafford's still got five for sure, seven maybe years. You know what I mean? So. I just don't. I think you put Stafford, now that you have Matt, and you got Throwing the, the Cooper Cup. And think about this. Mm. He never had a defense at Detroit. Now he's got one of the best in the league. In the and league. one of the best coaches. It's, it's going to be fun to see. It, it oh was time God. to – I think it was just time to move on. Yeah. Uh, the Rams both, are a defensive for, team, though. That's for the they line, are, yeah. From the Lions' perspective, it was time to move on. It, okay. I think for both teams, thought, in my opinion, it was. I thought the Rams – Golf now, took them to the Super Bowl they took two years ago. I thought that was a little early, but at the same time – were they the they, they did go to the Super Bowl, and that was the uh, Saints which topic, team, too. So, the they probably shouldn't have been there. Which team got all the draft picks? Uh, Lions. The, the Lions. Lions. That's the Lions why they won the, the trade, picks. because they okay. got, in my opinion, the better quarterback, plus two first-round draft picks for the next two years. And I was listening to Pardon My Take, another podcast that I, was, that I listened to a lot. And this is, Josh, this is like the seventh year that Sean, or Sean McVay is going to go on a run of seven years without having a first-round draft pick. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I knew that. I heard that. That's insane. Why? Yeah. He, I mean, I, I don't understand you know that. what? You know what really is insane about it, though? So they haven't had a first-round draft pick in seven years, but they've still been good. You know what I mean? That would be something for the Jets to have. And I feel like they would be even better yeah. if they bring in, which maybe maybe Sean McVay is cheating the system a little bit maybe he and just getting likes... players that are already developed and using that. Because, I mean, I can see where he's coming from with – a player that has already performed and proven themselves is better than a player that's hot coming out of college. Yeah. Especially because the Rams are in that kind of mid-section of the draft where they're not bad enough to get a good pick, but they're not good enough to like not need it, you yeah. know? So they're, they're sitting around that 20 number, yeah. which maybe I can understand it, but I think the Lions won this trade handily because they got, in my opinion, the better quarterback and they got two first-round draft picks, and it's time for Detroit to have a change, and they've got that. We will. I just don't understand. We can agree to disagree. I just don't well, understand. Well, it's Absolutely. All, you know I, mean? I just don't understand why. It just, just, it just hadn't gone through my head yet of why Los Angeles gave Jared Goff away. But you can't That's tell the me last this. thing I expected. You can't tell me that. It is going to be cool to see Matt no. Stafford in a Rams jersey and it's Jared going Goff to be cool. in the Lions. That'll be cool. It's going to be cool. I just don't understand. I, I can't get it through my head. Of why the Rams gave Jared Goff away. That's that's my only hang-up, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean he did. He wasn't ever really a gunslinger, in my opinion. That's why I don't no. th- like. He can't throw the ball like. He's well, but athletic. okay. He's super. But Philip Rivers wasn't ever a gunslinger either. Yeah, but go- he could throw the deep ball like like what you call it. Jared Goff really, 
he's not. He's not. He. I don't know. You know what I mean, Holden? Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. It's, he's no Josh Allen if that's what we're getting. At. Exactly. Josh I mean, Allen. there's not like those around, but Al Michael, I think you can get us into the next. All right. Yeah. So we're going to agree to disagree when it comes to the Matthew yeah. Stafford trade. Hey, let us know in the DMs who won the trade. It's a good lesson for society. You know, we, we really won't know until next year. Yeah. We, and yeah only time, time will tell. You know who plays? Los who? Angeles and the Lions play first game of the year. Mm. No wait. kidding. Yep. Can't wait for that one. Wow. Yep. All right. So from. There'll be some storylines around That'd that be game. Fun. So, before that game happens, we got a little bit of a Super Bowl happening in a few days. I can't wait, guys. The Chiefs and the Bucks. Goat versus baby goat. Patrick Mahomes. That is Josh's Mahomes boy. Mahomes. Every pun intended. Yeah. Josh, how excited are you? Okay, so let me tell you why I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because... Well, this is a side note, but we're ha- we're watching it over here, and we're having a bunch of food. I'm a food guy. We're not giving an address. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. So, other thing, I have no ties to these teams. Literally, the Chiefs could win. I would be ecstatic and happy. The Bucks could win. I'd be ecstatic. And happy. Same here. I'm not a big NFL guy. I just like watching the See, Super Bowl. I'm a big NFL guy, but like both storylines are beautiful. Yes. Both story- Great. Now, I am – I I if I – if you – if you told me you're going to kill me and tell me I have to pick one, I would pick the Bucks. Right? That I want to see. I'm not saying I'm picking the Bucks, but I want to see the Bucks win just because it'd be cool to say I experienced Tom and Brady win seven rings. Well, like you've already experienced him winning six. I mean, yeah. how many more do you want? <laughs> seven would. You know what I mean. The more, the better. Yeah. You know what I mean. The more, the the harder it is to get to. Disagree. <laughs> uh, I, I'm totally, I'm totally with you, Josh. I, I'm going to be fine with the result either way. I am a big – I'm not a fan. I'm not going to say I'm a, like a fan of either quarterback. I just like watching them play. I yeah. respect good football. I think that you have the GOAT, Tom Brady. You have the GOAT, Tom Brady. And then you have what who I call baby GOAT, yes. Patrick Mahomes, who is just unbelievable playmaker. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, are we feeling a shootout or we think this is low scoring? Nope. How, how are we feeling? Well, okay. I don't shootout. know. I mean, my shootout. gosh. Shootout. I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be gunslinger. Okay. Yeah, yeah actually a shootout. Tom Brady did not impress me at all in the NFC Championship game. Okay. Three interceptions. I mean, come on now. Okay. For, for, for being the GOAT, and I will recognize him as the GOAT because of his career and the play that he's had. I'd say he's Three a interceptions. Come on, brother. Like, I – Honestly, playing at Lambeau. Honestly, it's tough environment to go in. And he did. Well, that's a different story. But honestly, at this point, and I could very well come on this, we could come on this podcast next week and I could be as wrong as anything. I'm not necessarily expecting a legendary game from Tom Brady, if that makes sense. You do, interesting fact here, though. You do know that Tom Brady like sent his family away and it is just him in the house. For 12 days. I believe it. To focus. And the COVID, but. He, I didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty sick. Pretty interesting. I it? believe That's it. That's just a Tom Brady thing. That is like He's Michael focused. Jordan, Tiger Woods. Yeah. yeah. That's some mama mentality yes, stuff right that is, there. Yeah. I believe Shout it, out but, I'm just, yes. but I just honestly, um, after the performance that we were all, I mean, we were all hyped up with this. Rodgers, Brady. This is going to be the duel of the century between the two. And in the first half, it was. First half, it was. And, I mean, it was mid. But which uh, he um, had a good first half. But he had a great, he had a great, great, yeah, great first half, first half. which allowed him to make those mistakes. He could, he, well, he played sure. so well in that first yeah. half. And was it? Would you say that one or two of those interceptions 
kind of yeah, really they were tip balls. Well, two, two, okay. well yeah. that's we but, talked about that on episode three, I believe. Yeah. But here's the thing. My bottom line is I'm not really expecting a legendary game out of Tom Brady. That's my take. I will if I'm wrong, I will come on the podcast next week and formally apologize for being wrong. But that's that 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 is my take. I'm not expecting any type of flashy, legendary, goady game from Tom Brady. Here's here's my thing. Like, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Go ahead, Holmes. Holmes is going to have chances to win. That's my Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely rooting for the Buccaneers because I think they're the underdog. They're, they are. They're, I don't think they're, they are the underdog. Yeah. And it's, I mean, pretty obvious you got. Uh, Michael, I mean, what's the line? Can you look at that? I think it's plus three and a half uh, for, for the Bucks. Yeah. Chiefs yeah. minus three and a half. Chiefs I don't, minus three and a half. I don't know. But I, th- I think, you yeah. know, Mahomes is great, and I will say he's baby goat, whatever. Yeah. Baby goat. However, if I've watched a lot of the Chiefs games this year, and the NFL. They sneak by. They, they do. And 15 like, and one. They, I mean. 17 and one. And if you, yeah, they, when, you, when I say they God. sneak by, too, or like what Josh said, Mahomes looks great a lot of the time, but he also looks terrible. Like, he'll throw a ball right into the defender's hands, and he'll drop it. Patrick Miner is like, just screaming like a, right now. Well, no, it, he could be screaming, but it's true. He has a lot of bad throws, but, pe- but you know, the media hypes him up like he's – I mean, he is great. He also all. is throwing to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Exactly. Mahomes is Mahomes is a very, very flashy quarterback, and with those crazy plays that he does make, also brings in the possibility keep of, in, of turnovers. Keep yeah. in mind, they are not going to have two offensive linemen starting. <laughs> Oops. We had a we that had a minor me. mishap there. Yeah. I, mean, I was looking computer, at the odds. Computer that scared, malfun- that scared me. Computer. Holy crap. Here, just just <gasps> while we're on it, and my my sincere Ooh, apologies. This is good. This is funny. This is funny. This is comedy. Chiefs, Kansas City minus three. So it's not three and a half, Alan Michael. It's three. Over under is fifty six. Um, we're not gonna get into the money line, but over under fifty six. Spread Kansas City minus three. Yeah. Again, my apologies for this car ad that just popped up right in the middle. Of By the way, that's another thing. We need to have ESPN. We need to contact them because that's happened to me Brother, multiple times. that happens all the time. I did it in an earlier podcast. What if you're shoot. in class you're trying to check some ESPN know, highlights bro. and it comes out? I mean, come on now. Yeah. We all sit in the back of class, yeah. check the stat lines. I don't sit in game. class. I'm online. Yeah, we're online. I was online before COVID. COVID. Josh is the online school guy. Yeah. Before online school was cool. Before online school was cool. Hey, time out. Let me say one thing about this game. And you may. I'll let y'all go. Yeah, I'm, you may. Yeah, well, uh, I've got another thing say, to say about this game after you. Okay. So. okay then, so, then we'll get to some quick score predictions, and then we'll yeah, finish up with yeah. Mad Man of the Week. Yeah. So, here's my thing. Tom Brady not got me more tries with this. That's why I want to give it to him. He, Patrick Mahomes, he's, he's going to be in a few more oh, Super Bowls. I, I think t- he's going to be in a few. Yeah. I like his chances. Yeah, so, especially if that team stays together. Carter, what you got? So, I think that it's just very fascinating, the game in general, that we take a step back and look at these two football teams. And these two football teams that we have here in the Super Bowl are the two most explosive offenses, and they have the most offensive talent in the entire league from both of their respective leagues. And I think that just shows how how the game of football has trended into the direction. I think gone are the days of the saying defense wins championships. Yeah. I think that's gone. It is now an offensive game. Am I yeah. what are what are our opinions on that? Because because the 
the Buccaneers, you've got Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, playoff Lenny, other side of the ball, Sammy Watkins, Mecole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, Le'Veon Bell, Patrick Mahomes. It just shows you how much the off, how much this the game of football has trended in the direction of offenses, and this is and like this is the way of the future now. Like, like we have crossed a line into defense no longer wins championships, offense does because it's getting to the point. Well, your defense only has to make one or two stops That's a game. That's because of the rules and all that. Well, it's, yeah, sure. But it's getting to the point now where these shootouts are happening so often, your defense just has to make one or two big stops a game and get one turnover, and you win the game pretty much. Is that fair of me to say? Oh, yeah. The game, whoever wins the Super Bowl is going to be the team who makes the least amount of mistakes. Right. And That's the thing is, like, like, this could be a game. Isn't that every championship? Well, <laughs> yeah. not necessarily. Really? This could I mean, be a game where we just have – well, if, if we talk about who made the least mistakes, Aaron Rodgers only had one interception and Tom Brady's three. But who won the game? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who had a better defense? Exactly. The defense yeah. still, yeah. they still. Exactly. They, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Now, the mm-hmm. offense was not clutch for the Packers in the NFC Championship. The defense didn't step up. Right. I'm, no, I'm by no means saying defense is not a part of the championship. I'm just saying, and let me hear y'all's feedback on this. I just think we've gotten to the point where – Offense wins championships more than defense. Correct. Wins. Uh, I think it's is that fair? I think no, it's I good. I think it's good for the viewership because we all know that it is fun every once in a while to watch the Super Bowl we had a couple years ago be fourteen three. I might be wrong on that. But once every five years, give yes. me that once every five. Years. I love to see a shootout where we got Tom Brady's got a minute left and he's got to score. Well, Brady, let's see. Was it the Eagles game? It was like forty something to thirty something. Is, I that, believe so. is that right? The, the Patriots Eagles, and then the very next year they Shout won out it. Nick Foles, and then they won it the very next year, and the final score was ten to three. Yeah. I mean, it's just – you just never really know how it's going to go. But you would think with the two teams that we have in this game, you're not going to see a – I'd honestly like love – You know what? We I'd could see that see happening. That, we I'd could see, see that, that happening. Yeah. Crazy. I would love to see it for a game that's supposed to be a shootout. That's like, exactly which right. Is, which I think yeah. You see it in, you see it in college all the time. All the the over-under is 56, though. Like, I mean, that's I'm taking high the for over. the NFL. Taking the over. That's high for the NFL, but an over-under of 56 is not that, like – it's not that high, honestly. No. What, are the, what are our uh, predictions, score predictions? Did, didn't we do that on a previous podcast? Yeah, but we I just need to contradict. Oh, I want to run. Well, I want to run them again. We're, we're like, you're a listener to the, if you're a listener to this podcast, you want to hear our picks right when the Super Bowl's like yeah. close. So let's do picks. So well, my pick was a couple weeks ago. I'm staying with. Well, I don't I even remember. My pick was so I won't know. My pick so. was 42-35. I'm gonna go up a field goal and go 38-45. Bucks. 38, yes. 45 okay. bucks. Now, who you got? So it's a shootout. What you got? Yes. I like I like the Chiefs, 38, 28. Baby Goat takes one from the Goat, and I just think it's going to be a going to be a tremendous game. Who throws the first pick, if there is any? Who throws the first pick? Uh, I think Mahomes does it on the first or second drive. Yeah. I'm, how about this? Yeah. I think it's honestly. It I'm might throwing be, you a curveball. Honestly, it might be good for him to throw a. I think Brady drive. scores first drive. Mahomes throws a pick on the, se- on the second drive, and – then it's just like well, it's that's just the drama Chiefs, at the very beginning. That's the Chiefs' mo is to come back all the time. Hey, I no, but it's Brady's thing too. Do we remember the last time this 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 year, the Chiefs when they went down to Tampa and what they did in that first half? Do you remember Kiel, that game? Tyreek Kill got me about a hundred fantasy points in that game. Oh, Woo! Hold, you remember oh, that, that game, don't you? Was that the game where Tyreek Kill had like two twenty five in the first quarter? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. He had fifty something fantasy points that game. That boy yeah, fast was, broke, the broke the record. Broke the record. 
like, yeah, because I remember all the tweets being like Tyreek Hill was on pace for 800 yards in this game. Yeah. Like, huh. So yeah. I like Got, those tweets, by me, the way. It's, 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 it's crazy, pitch. though, because if you look at – I think that this is the bet. You can make a case, beside maybe one with one of the Randy Moss Patriots teams, I think this could be the most talented team that Brady's ever been a part of. For sure. Yeah. been in Tampa one year and yeah. with everyone that teamed up with him. He has such an influence that he's able to lure people – to Tampa. Listen, yeah. listen to this, I, and Bring I guarantee you, I guarantee you, most of the uh, listeners don't know this. Travis Kelsey and Gronk are the same age. My mind was blown. I actually believe that. that because Gronk See, when was still I, relatively young when he initially retired. Was, I saw that on Twitter the other yeah, day, and when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, dude!" I always Kelsey's thought of been like, in the league for a while. I always thought of like Gronk as like, honestly, what, what was it? Roddy White, that was the famous tight end for. Al Michael, who was the famous tight end for uh, the Falcons? That was so good. Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. Roddy White. I don't know what I'm thinking. Roddy White was a he was he was a receiver. Shout out. Second best receiver on the Falcons. Shout out UAB. I I always yes UAB. Shout out. I always thought of Tony Gonzalez as like I always thought of Rob Gronkowski. Julio Jones is not the best receiver ever. I said on the Falcons. (laughs) Yeah, I know at the Falcons. Okay. Yes, he is. Okay. Take that offline. (laughs) I always thought of like Rob Gronkowski as like. Right behind Tony Gonzalez, but that's just not the case. And I always thought of Travis Kelsey as coming after Rob Gronkowski. That's how I viewed it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I was wrong. Definitely going to be an exciting matchup. Let's get to. Wait, uh, can I give my pick? I didn't get to give. Yeah, my oh pick. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Y'all, y'all two can go moving, ahead and your picks. Moving we'll on a little on. prematurely there. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I've got Chiefs 35-31. Baby, go uh, taking the over. Chiefs win 35-31. It's going to be a great game. Really looking forward to it. We're going to have some great company around. You know, it'll be, be a good time. Super Bowl Sunday is always fun. All right. Hey, great time for the football game this year. We talked about this. 6.30 kickoff. 6.30, yes. That's going to be great. Is that our time or Tampa's that's time? That's our time. Okay. All right. Hey, that's that's very convenient. All right, so we've got me and Carter rocking with Baby Goat. Holden's rocking with The Goat. Producer Josh, are you going to tie it up or are you going to just emphasize – to be honest, I wasn't listening to that because I was doing some research because I think Deion Sanders, even though he played both ways, is the best wide receiver to come from the Falcons. He is. Um, Take it off live, that's for, boys. Uh, that's Why, for, he's not the that's best. for another yeah. episode. So we'll end that here. You're wrong. Deion's okay. a freak. Stop poking the bear, Josh. Yeah. Shout out Jackson State. So I think. And Barstool. I, I think, I, you know what I want to see? I want to see a 50. I want to see a 50. Woo, so I want a 50 burger. I would love to see a 50 hey, burger. I'm that, with that you. would be fun. We're I'm with a 50 you. burger in the Super Bowl. I'm with you. You know it would be. I'm so, with you. I want to yeah. see it. So let's go. Uh, what's a good number? 50, 52, 55, quick math 56. Well, no field goals. All touchdowns. 56 points. We'll go. We'll go. Goals. We'll go. Uh, we'll go 55. We'll go odd. Ooh. We'll go 55, 50. Bucks. Good God. That'd be fun to watch. It would be fun to watch, but I don't think I thought mine was pushing it. I love it. I love it. I love the bold prediction. 55 to 50. If that that happens, Josh, I will have no problem coming on to this podcast and apologizing. Listen, let me tell you what. If it's 55 to 50, that is instantly the best Super Bowl of all time. Definitely going to be an exciting matchup. But uh, let's wrap it up with our final segment of the day. Madman of the week. Holden, we're going to kick it off with you. Who was your madman of the week? So, my madman of the week is not even a man. It is my very own 
It's a oh, bunch of men. Man. Crimson Tide football team and Nick Saban. A bunch of grown men. They have the best recruiting class of all time for 2021. I think they're it's at 327.9, and the, that's now the that's best, a lot of recruiting points. Best of all time, seven five stars, I believe, and like seventeen four stars. Six, like, seven five stars, sixteen four stars, four three stars. And then the, you know what Decent. the best the best was, or the second best now was the I think 2013 Gators. They had like 324. I think pretty sure, sure that was right. that's sure. right. 2013 Gators. They had I mean. Great recruiting class at 324. Yeah. And Alabama's gotten that by basically four because they're at 327.9. So that was my madman of the week. It's just you got to sit back and just respect it. So all, all Alabama fans out there in the college football world, we're not sure how long this dynasty is going to last, but you got at least four more years under your belt for that. Three. Josh. I got an interesting one. Go I, for it. And you can't put me on the spot. This happened, I guess, Monday. I had it. I was watching his stream. Uh, Nick Merckx is my uh, Madman of the Week. Great streamer. Gotta yeah, he's a, he plays on controller, plays a lot of video games. But I was just tuning into him, and I tuned in at the right time, and he was talking about – he's blowing up right now. Because of what, is he, what, is he pl- what does he play? Uh, yeah, basically, he plays a lot of COD. Mainly really. he, Warzone, Call of yeah. Duty, Warzone, whatever. I watch, I watch him daily. Yeah, <laughs> he's fun to watch. He was big in the Fortnite when yeah. everybody. Okay. Yeah. Right. And he's big because he plays on controller when the other guys. And he can. Play on PC. And he's yeah. a great. And he can hold his own. <laughs> he's a great entertainer. So Nick he's Merckx. Good. Nick Merckx lives in Florida now. He used to not live in Florida when I used to like watch him a ton. But he lives in Florida now. Married. And I, I'm pretty sure he has a daughter. I think. I, uh, I don't know. I think that's what he was talking I about. Know. I don't know for sure. Don't quote me on that. But anyways. I know he, he is married. Yeah. He's my madman of the week because he was uh, talking about, he's telling a story that they live in a neighborhood. His wife was walking down the neighborhood. I think she was walking her dog. And this guy pulls up and he's like, hey, get in the truck. Middle-aged white man, 45 years old. And he's like, hey, get in the truck. Come ride with me. She says no. Well, not. So he gets mad and scurries off well she describes that truck to nick and nick goes around town that night trying to find it well he goes pulls into the parking lot sees this truck and uh, it's at a grocery store so he goes in the grocery store and she describes this man to nick as being very overweight but huge like six five four hundred plus whatever bald guy big old guy so nick <laughs> said that he is in the grocery store looking around for this guy, and he said, you don't know how many people like that were that size in that grocery store just at that time. Doesn't find him there. Listen to this. The next day, that evening, Nick, his wife, and I believe his daughter, honestly could have been his dog. I don't know. But they're walking. Same guy pulls up, slows down, rolls down the window, doesn't see Nick at first, and Nick – I guess Nick is off to the side for a second. And Nick sees that this guy is right there, and he starts running after this guy. Guy scurries off. Well, Nick runs and figures out where he lives in the neighborhood. Turns out that this guy is 45 years old. Parents are rich as crap. Lives at home still. And is a bad dude, pedophile style. Like He's got some records. And he is at home to uh, – his parents brought him home to help with that. I mean, Nick was saying that they, that like he's gonna kill him, and I don't mean if he's coming after your wife. What are you gonna do? I, absolutely, you know what I mean. 
It's going down. So, Nick, I Hertz, respect him. My madman of the week. Good dude. I like hearing that story. Looking out for the family. Looking out for the family. Respect. Looking out for the family. Carter, right, who so is your madman of the week? So, for our JUCO listeners, especially our JUCO golf listeners, you're shout gonna out be, JUCO. You're going to be very familiar with this person that I'm talking about. My madman of the week is Coach Howell from Eastern Florida State College in Melbourne, Florida. Coach Howell is the longtime golf coach at at Eastern Florida. Fantastic player in his own right, may I add. Tiger Woods commercial. He was he was featured in a Nike commercial with Tiger Woods. Uh, very, very cool stuff. But um, we played in we played in Eastern Florida's tournament this week, and I've got to shout out uh, someone in the room. Al Michael had a fantastic finish. Hats off, Al Michael. Carter, um, you're just too kind. I, I got to give credit where credit's due. You had a great tournament. Conditions were conditions were extremely tough. Um, conditions were really, but, really tough. Really, they were. really tough. They were. A lot of, wind, the wind was blowing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit's an understatement. Um, but Coach Howell um, always runs a fantastic tournament. Uh, one of the best we go to every year. But, but Great this mustache, year, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, Stash game is on Legendary point. mustache. Like but, Tom Selleck style. But, um, yeah. We uh, – we're down there, and he's he's uh, we're kind of doing our little our little introduction. He's got all the players gathered, and he just roasts the crap out of Patrick Reed, in just in the most backhanded way. He he never mentioned Patrick Reed's name, but he said, "Gentlemen, if you encounter an embedded ball today, um, let's just remember that the rule is not pick it up and move it 15 feet from the point, and be sure that you talk to your opponents first. And I laughed because it was hilarious to hear Coach Howell, who's a very old school, proper, just all around great dude, great golf coach, just to hear him go after Patrick Reed. And as as we've all heard my opinions of the situation on the podcast earlier, I thought that that was thought that was great. And and any time that I can shout out someone, Coach Howell, who. He's had more of an impact on me than he even realizes just with the influence that he leads. Um, it's just always great to give some credit where credit's due. and uh, For more than just that Patrick Reed comment is the reason why he's my madman of the week. But, yeah, so you Juco people are very familiar with Coach Howell. But Juco golf. Juco, Juco golf. golf. Yeah, everyone here in the Juco Take studio is a supporter. Yeah. So Absolutely. I'll close out madman of the week. Uh, it's not really an individual person. It's going to be the company. It's uh, EA Sports. It's in the game. Although, yeah, it's definitely e- in the game. E- sports. It's in the game. Thank you for that. Um, anyway, EA Sports announces that college football video games are coming back, just like we talked about a little bit earlier. This was – I'm going to get a little personal here with you fellas. Oh, with EA Sports. That's with what we're EA about. Sports. Like I'm an aspiring sports broadcaster, mm-hmm. and the things that I would do, this is kind of embarrassing, but at the same time, it's kind of, I mean, I'll hey, just take it for whatever it is. We let it out here. When I was six, seven years old, I would mute my TV while playing NCAA football, and I would pretend like I was the guy in the booth calling heck the game. Yeah, brother. Ooh, calling the game. That is, that is, that is Alan yeah, Mockner. And, uh, and that stuff like that made me want to go into sports broadcasting and 
Well, obviously, I was being the big Auburn fan. I'm listening to the. I'm not listening to the ESPN production. I'm listening yeah. to the Auburn radio network. It's a big war eagle. So, so yeah. yeah, big time war eagle. Rest in peace, Rod Bramblett. Oh, dude. Ugh. No. One of the greatest. One of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, Left yeah. us way too soon. <laughs> yeah. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Shout out to my Alabama fans. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. It's Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn is still. They did win that football game. Yeah. One of the greatest games ever. But anyway, that's a. My mad, my mad individuals of the week is the EA Sports for bringing back college football because okay. the community has been Good waiting one. on it for a long time. I like it. And on behalf of the community, thank you, EA. Yeah. Don't, don't screw this up. All right. Carter, listener of the week, and then we'll wrap it up. So, listener of the week, I got to give a huge shout-out to um, my brother, Charlie Goodwin. Charlie! Um, big baseball guy. Uh, shout-out to Charlie for – for our listener of the week, he is. Uh, ever since I told him about the podcast, he's been just as excited as producer Josh here. Uh, he's been sharing us, and he's gotten the whole uh, Spain Park Jaguars baseball team listening to the pod now, which Shout is out to great. Let me go ahead and put Jaguars the crowd baseball. clapping in for the fiftieth time again. There we go. Got it. So, uh, shout out anytime I can shout out. You know my Jags. my Jaguars. Go Jags. Uh, yeah. Spain Park Baseball getting ready to kick their season off soon. So, a huge good luck to them. And we appreciate their support, and we're going to support them. And, um, yeah, just appreciate. And, and I know that we um, – I know that we just appreciate all the support from our families that we have here. And uh, Charlie has been very supportive, sharing us on social media, sharing us with his friends. If you're listening to this – Share it with your friends. friends. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Tell your your dog to subscribe. Tell your dog to subscribe. Tell everyone to subscribe. I think this is... We're going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast. We are. This has been a a very very eventful episode here of the Juco Take. Episode 5 is in the books from Holden Atchison, Carter Goodwin, producer Josh Derricott. I'm Alan Michael Burnett saying... So long and have a blessed day.